When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TFA fam, it's your boy Kev back in with another video. Today we're going to be discussing some late round wide receivers that you should be targeting in your upcoming draft. Remember, we're only looking for ceiling, no floor. Let's ride. All right, welcome back to the video. I appreciate everybody checking it out. Let's just jump right into it, shall we? Like I said, today we're going to be talking about some of my favorite late round wide receivers you should be targeting in your upcoming draft. Listen, I am not looking for guys like Emmanuel Sanders or John Brown. Those guys that you've heard of, we know their name, but they're going late. Those provide very little upside, right? And that's what we're looking for in these late rounds. We're looking for that golden ticket, right? We're looking to, to go to Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory, okay? We're looking to go to the promised land, the championship. So you can't get there by getting guys like John Brown, who, yes, are going to have some weeks that you may want to play them, but more often than not, they're just going to be guys that get you eight fantasy points. Now, I get on the other flip side of that, a lot of these guys are going to be duds, but who cares? They're, we're talking about 11, 12, 13th round picks. These guys are, you know, if you have to drop them, you have to drop them. So it, it is what it is, but that's what we're looking for. We're shooting for straight ceiling here. So that's what these guys are. So let's just jump right into the list. We're going to start things off with my guy, Mike Williams. He's currently going 905 or wide receiver 40 in terms of fantasy football calculator ADP. If you go back and look in, uh, in 2020, in 14 games he played in, he had 11 fantasy points per game, which was 49th, uh, 151 fantasy points overall. Played primarily on the outside, only 98 slot snaps, so he didn't play a ton there, but 15.8 yards per reception, which was 15th among all, 85 targets, 48 catches, uh, 756 receiving yards, five total touchdowns. He had about 16% target share, which was 65th among all wide receivers, but he had a uh, 1,255 air yards, which was 12th. So, and he also had 12, uh, 22 deep targets, which was 12th among all wide receivers. Now, listen, last year wasn't a great year for Mike Williams, okay, for overall, right? He had a couple of good weeks, but overall, he just wasn't what you were necessarily looking for at the position. However, um, he's in this great offense. This offense is going to be better in 2021 with second year Justin Herbert. Um, they, they added they added third round pick Josh Palmer, but other than that, this offense is pretty much the same. Other than the fact where they made the big upgrade was getting Rashawn Slater in the first round. Not to mention the fact that they added Corey Lindsley and Matt Filer as well. So this offensive line is completely remade, and it's going to be one of the better offensive lines in all of the league. So it should give Justin Herbert more time to throw the ball, which should allow um, you know Mike Williams to catch more passes in 2021. I think there's a real possibility to look at. He probably is going to get over 100 targets this year and getting a guy this late on this offense is something that I am definitely definitely want to get my hands on so you know if you if you go running back heavy early you know if you're looking for some late some later round wide receivers I'm starting with Mike Williams absolutely love his upside for 2021 I think he could be a solid wide receiver three as you can see TFA has him as a wide receiver 48 I personally have him at wide receiver 38 uh right outside of a top th 36 wide receiver so get you some Mike Williams let's move let's keep it moving shall we now we're, the next guy we're going to talk about is a guy that I feel like that that is already the number one 
one wide receiver on their offense, but this entire offense is being undervalued. Some of it's because Carson Wentz got hurt, but good news is Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson, who both got injured or earlier in training camp, are back and ready and are going to begin practice on Monday. So that is good news for this entire offense. This entire offense is being undervalued right now, but Michael Pittman didn't do a ton in his, in his rookie year. 40 receptions, 503 yards, one touchdown, and only 13 games played. 7.6 fantasy points per game, but he was impressive with 290 yards after the catch, which is 32nd among all wide receivers, um, with a 1.65 fantasy points per target, which isn't great. But I think you can expect him to take a big leap this year. Good news is, is that uh, he is healthy and he has been getting a lot of really good reports outside of camp. He has that prototypical science to be that alpha outside X wide receiver, but can also go inside the, and into the slot and play there as well. So I really like Michael Pittman this year, getting a team's wide receiver one. I think this offense is going to be better this year with the likes of with the likes of Carson Wentz and company. So I like this offense. This entire offense is being underbed. I could also have uh, Paris Campbell on this list. I do not, but I love Paris Campbell as well and his upside. He's going uh, two or three rounds later than what Michael Pittman is going, but give me Michael Pittman, a team's wide receiver one going in almost the 10th round. So I absolutely love that. Let's keep it moving. Um, the next guy I want to talk about is Darnell Mooney. Listen, I absolutely love Darnell Mooney. Uh, he was a guy I love coming out of Tulane and was very undervalued anyways. He was a fifth round pick, but there wasn't a lot of hype surrounding his name. Um, you know, in 2020. But listen, I mean, this is a guy who played on an offense that was primarily a run heavy. I mean, they, they, they averaged 46 rush attempts per game and only 23 pass attempts, but he still managed in his junior year to have not over 993 receiving yards and then uh, with double digit touchdowns. And also in his senior year, he also racked up almost was, uh, a little over 700. But for a guy who played on an offense that never threw the ball, I mean, he was able to produce. So love Darnell Mooney in this offense, 61 receptions, 631 receiving yards last year, four touchdowns. Now he wasn't very efficient. Um, he did see a lot of deep targets, 23 deep targets was 11th most among all wide receivers. But the fact that this offense was terrible last year with Mitchell Trubisky, with Nick Foles, now you get a short spree probably with Andy Dalton, and then we're going to see Justin Fields sooner rather than later. And so I think when Justin Fields steps on this field, I think he can. we should be able to see him support two wide receivers here. There's not a whole lot past that. There's not really a great tight end. I love Cole Komet as a late-round guy, but he's not like he's an established name either. So I think there's you could probably be looking somewhere in the 100, 115 range of targets for Darnell Mooney in 2021. So again, absolutely love getting my hands on Darnell Mooney. So let's keep it going to the, um, to the next guy that I think is just being criminally undervalued right now, and that's Will Fuller. Will Fuller has been explosive, and when he's on the field, now keyword on the field, when he's healthy, um, he is a mega producer. I mean, he was 17.7 fantasy points per game last year, seventh most among all wide receivers, but he only played in 11 games. We know he got suspended, so you know he is suspended for week one of this year, but we have him at wide receiver 30, but right now he's going much later than that. 95 slot snaps, 16.6 yards per reception, which was 10th most among all wide receivers. 75 targets, 53 receptions, 879 receiving yards, 21% target share in Houston with eight total touchdowns. Uh, he did have 15 deep targets, eight red zone targets, but he had a 2.36 yards per uh, route run, which was 11th among all wide receivers and 274 yards after the catch, which is impressive at only 11 games. Now he moves on to he moves on to Miami. I absolutely love this Miami offense investing in pieces here. And I starts with Will Fuller. The fact that this man is going in the 11th round, 11.01 wide receiver 49 is criminal. This dude has definite wide receiver two upside in this offense and you're getting him in the 11th round take all the will fuller that you possibly can get truly believe two will take a step forward this year so absolutely love me some will fuller 
All right, keep it moving here. Let's talk about two guys that uh, didn't do a damn thing last year, but both of them um, could be in for a big bounce back year in, in 2021 after their rookie seasons. Marquez Callaway was an undrafted free agent, six foot one, two oh five. He ran a four five five forty, eighty second percentile burst score, twenty one receptions last year on twenty seven targets, two hundred thirteen yards, no touchdowns. But he has been absolutely crushing it in Saints camp. He's right now. He looks like he's going to be the wide receiver one at least until Michael Thomas comes back. If Michael Thomas comes back with all the drama surrounding that, but regardless. Regardless of that, he was productive at Tennessee. It was just a bad offense. He was in 19.4 breakout age, which is almost 80th percentile, 33.1 college dominator, and 19.0 yards for reception. So, listen, he went undrafted, but he's going right now 1208 or wide receiver 56. And I like Mike Marquez Cowboy. Again, taking another shot on a guy. Now, I don't know how great this offense is going to be. It's going to be interesting to see whether it is going to be Jameis or Taysom Hill. But either way, I think Marquez Callaway is probably in line to see six to eight targets per game. 12th round guy, I'm buying that. So get you some Marquez Callaway. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The next guy is probably the guy who's received some of the most hype, especially recently, and that's Brian Edwards. Love Brian Edwards. Love Brian Edwards coming out. I still believe in him. He only had 15 targets last year, 11 receptions for 193 yards and a touchdown. He was dealing with a lot of injuries, but he had a solid 1.93 yard per route run. But listen, if you're not familiar with Brian Edwards, this dude is six foot three, 212 pounds, ran a 4.5340, and has a 103.4 speed score, which is 80th percentile. He absolutely dominated in college. 48.4 college dominator, 94th percentile. An absolutely ridiculous 17.8 breakout age, which is the 100th percentile, which is the best ever recorded by any. Uh, this dude was 17 years old and balling out in the SEC, which is very, very impressive. He has a 29% target share while in college, which is also an 80th percentile. Listen, the guy didn't do shit in, in, in his first year. I get that. That's the argument against him. But the talent, the upside is there. He was injured. He was unable to do uh, the combine, which is what caused him to drop to the third round. Then he was having a great camp last year, got hurt early in the year, and then never really recovered after that. He had a little splash game late in the year. But other than that, Brian Edwards did not live up to the hype. I get that. But he's still going in the late 13th, almost 14th round. I suspect he's probably going to end up going in the 12th as well with the hype that he's getting, but I'm still comfortable taking him there. 
get you some Brian Edwards because I think he really could take off this year. He's a perfect complement for Derek Carr and you know, kind of what they look to do in that offense. He is much more of that short intermediate route guy. I think he's a big time threat inside the inside the red zone at his frame, six foot three, two hundred and twelve pounds. So I'm okay with taking another shot on this guy where he's going. And if he pays off, he could pay off big time. Let's keep it moving. Let's talk about some wide rookie wide receivers here. Rondell Moore, Terrace Marshall, and we're going to talk about some Nico Collins before we wrap it up with one more player. Rondell Moore is absolutely electric when he gets the ball in hand, but he is a small dude. But the don't get no mistakes about it. He is built different. Five foot nine, 180 pounds. 36.7 college dominator, which was 72nd percentile out of Purdue. But he did have an anemic 9.4 yards per reception, which was a first percentile. It's about as bad as you can possibly get. You can't get any worse. 29% target share, 81st percentile, 18.2 breakout age, which is 99th percentile. But he has a verified 43340 coming out of high school, but he can squat 600 pounds and fetch 300 pounds for a dude that's 5'9, 180 is just ridiculous. However, in 2018, he had 114 receptions. Uh, 1,258 receiving yards, a 29% target share, and 12 touchdowns. But then he sort of fell off. He couldn't stay healthy. Four games in 2019, three games in 2020. But listen, he had a 2.25 yards per route run, but he had a 7.0 yards after the catch per reception, which was 50th among all wide receivers, but a 2.6 average depth of target. Listen, 47 of his 117 receptions were screens, okay? Not good. Not good. And so, I mean, you look at most of his production was pretty much schemed, a very limited route sheet, only 11 receptions uh, on on 20 yards or more in, in his career, right? So they just use them, uh, you know, in short and intermediate routes, and that's all they pretty much use them as. Now, does that mean there's a death sentence for him in, in the next level? No. But I think they kind of use them a little bit like the Chiefs used Tyree Kill in his first year. I think they're going to be doing whatever they can to manufacture him touches, get the ball in his hands. So far in, in, in preseason, 44 of his 47 snaps have all come from the slot. So I think you can expect him to be there. Probably DeAndre Hopkins with A.J. Green on the outside. So I love Rondell Moore and just kind of his – the dude's absolutely electric. I think they're going to do whatever they can to get the hands in space or get him the ball in space. And I think in PPR formats, that I think that's going to be a good thing because they're really going to do whatever they can to get him the ball. And I also think you could probably see some carries for him as well. So get some Rondell Moore where you can get him. Now the next guy is Terrace Marshall. Listen, this is a, a pro Terrace Marshall show i absolutely love terrace marshall and i think that he's absolutely undervalued or was undervalued heading into this six foot three 200 pounds 46.5 college dominator 92nd percentile at lsu with a 15.2 yard per reception and 19.2 breakout age uh, in 2019 with joe with joe burrow jamar chase with jamar, uh, justin jefferson 46 receptions only 61 targets 671 receiving yards about 13 touchdowns the dude is just uh, explosive inside the red zone. He is a problem. Seven games uh, in 2020, 48 receptions, 70 targets, 731 receiving yards, and again, 10 touchdowns with a 16.6 target share. Listen, I mean, he had nine contested catches his last year at LSU, which was 17th among all wide receivers, but he only had a 9.4 average depth of target, which is 271st. Listen, the dude has an absolute uh, big catch radius, um, made plays in traffic, 25 catches on 41 contested targets over the past two years. He has a rare size and speed. Cooks corners off the line. He offers terrific size, physicality, hands, ball skills, runs, uh, run after the catch ability, route running skills, and he's overall he's just a he's just a refined technician at a at the wide receiver position. And I think that he's going to be an absolute problem. We've already seen in preseason. He's made a couple explosive plays already, and I just love this dude. I think I know right now he has Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore there to worry about, but I still think over the long haul, I think 
Terrace Marshall can carve himself out a really nice role in this offense. They don't really have a tight end of consequence. I love Dan Arnold, but Dan Arnold's not getting 80, 90 targets in this offense. So I think he could carve out himself a role of 100, 110 targets in this offense. And I think he could really find a, a real niche down inside the red zone. So I love Terrace Marshall. Get your hands on him. He is a great late round buy, especially for a guy that is going where he's going in the 13th round uh, of draft. So absolutely love him. The other guy I want to talk about really quick is Nico Collins. He's kind of under the radar guy, third round pick out of Houston, six foot four, two fifteen. But he is an athlete, 74th percentile vert, 76th percentile broad, 76th percentile 40. We ran a 4-4. 340 with a 79 percentile cone and a 37 percentile short shuttle but the problem is he plays on houston and he also much like he did in college with the 27.3 college dominator which is 42nd percentile 19.5 breakout age but he had 19.7 yards per reception 92nd percentile and a 14.4 target share while he was at michigan but listen that michigan offense was fucking terrible all right just awful and, and it's a shame that he comes in to this situation in houston where you're looking at Davis Mills as the possible starting quarterback or Tyrod Taylor. So I like Nico Collins. I think you can take a shot on him late, but I wouldn't expect big time numbers this year just because I don't know if this offense is, I think this offense is going to be terrible. But if you want to take a shot on a guy who could possibly be the number one wide receiver or at worst number two, I think Nico Collins is that guy. Now, last but not least, we're going to talk about and wrap this thing up really quickly with Jacoby Myers. Listen, Jacoby Myers last year was solid. 11.7 fantasy points per game and only 12 games he played. 287 slot snaps, which is 26 among all wide receivers. 81 targets, 59 receptions for 729 receiving runs, no touchdowns, which really hurt his production because he probably would have been a 13-14 fantasy points per game guy had he found the end zone. But this offense was terrible last year, as we know. He only had nine deep targets, five red zone targets. But he had a 2.41 yard per out run, which again... You should always be looking at yards per outrun, which is a really good productive stat for wide receivers, which was 10th among all wide receivers. But he's been tearing it up in camp, balling again. This offense, yes, they brought in uh, Nelson Aguilar, but I am not buying into Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar is not very good. He wasn't very good in Philadelphia. He had one good year with, with the Raiders. But listen, with Cam Newton, I think you're going to see a lot of heavy doses for Jacoby Myers. And then once Mac Jones takes over at whatever time that happens this year, I think that's just even better for, for a guy like Jacoby Myers. He's absolutely free going nearly in the 15th round of drafts. He is getting a little bit of buzz among the community. So I do expect his name to move up a little bit. 14th round wide receiver 66. I would expect him to probably move up into the fifties, but I love Jacoby Myers. I'm not a fan of a big fan of this offense. And yes, he's going to be competing with targets with guys like Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry, but he really showed out last year. He was really, impressive and really was kind of their only option last year and i think that that, that just continues this year and i think people just forgot about that he really had some really good games last year but he just couldn't find the end zone and that's really not his fault like he was really productive when the, whenever they, they gave him the ball so i think jacoby myers takes another step forward this year and i think he could he could challenge for a thousand yards possibly you know four or five touchdowns six touchdowns and i think that would be a really solid season especially for a guy going the 14th round so get yourself some jacoby myers other than that, those are the guys I got. Those are the 10 guys that I'm going to be looking for in the, my upcoming drafts. And if, if you have anybody else, drop them in the comments section below. There's certainly other guys I could have talked about, but these are my some of my favorite guys right now. With that being said, I appreciate everybody checking out the video. Make sure you jump into our Discord. Link is going to be in the description below. I'll see you guys over there. Peace. Need me? 
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.